next on Inside Indiana Business. Potential recession in the picture for Indiana in 2024, but for how long and what it could mean for Hoosier manufacturing. Find out what leading Indiana economists are predicting for the new year. People think if mortgage rates come down, now I'm going to buy. It won't be easier because the inventory will be in just as high, if not higher demand. The cause and effect factors playing into buying and selling a home in Indiana. What to expect with the housing market heading into 2024. And why screening for lung cancer is proving to be a lifesaver, especially among minorities. What Indiana needs to do to help more Hoosiers become survivors. For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Hello and welcome to Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick. As 2023 rapidly winds to a close, what can we expect from the Indiana economy in the year ahead? Well, 2023 was another record year for economic development in Indiana. Commitments for billions of dollars in investment and thousands of jobs. Areas like electric vehicle batteries and semiconductor manufacturing. Kokomo, as an example, will be home to two GM Samsung SDI joint venture uh, battery plants. And the Indiana Economic Development Corporation says its steel pipeline is as robust as ever. Indiana has been designated a hydrogen hub. And with it, the potential to tap billions of dollars in new funding, fueling new investment and jobs. But will the dark clouds of recession, inflation, interest rates rain on Indiana's economic parade in 2024 for some answers? Let's turn to Phil Powell, the executive director of the Indiana Business Research Center at the IU Kelly School of Business. And uh, Phil, as always, great to see you. Good to see you. Hey, uh, Okay, again, a lot of uncertainty, and there has been for a while, the threat to the potential of a recession, what's, what are interest rates, inflation going to do? But your forecast uh, is actually fairly, fairly positive looking ahead to 2024. 2024 is going to be a good year. Uh, we're getting back to normal. It's time to dust off that playbook that business put on the shelf in 2020, get away from fear, and drive forward. Our state has momentum. Um, it is true that there is a slight slowdown in consumer spending on durables, which does have a disproportional impact on manufacturing in the state of Indiana. But we're looking, when we look at 2024, we only expect us to have about a half rate of growth lower than the rest of the country. So it'll be, it won't be a spectacular year, but it'll be a slow, slow growth year as we get back to normal. Okay. And you mentioned manufacturing Indiana, of course, very uh, manufacturing intensive uh, state. This weekend, IBJ Media and Fifth Third Bank put on an economic forecast uh, event. One of the economists there talked about the double-edged sword when it comes to uh, manufacturing and uh, the pros and the cons, if you will. Here's what he had to say. Manufacturing is certainly one of the more cyclical industries. So in a downturn, actually, manufacturing tends to lead economies into recession, leads them out of recession, too. So short-term 2024, that's going to be a negative for Indiana, but we should also say it's a long-term positive for the state. Very productive industry, a lot to be said for a good manufacturing base in a time period of reshoring of manufacturing. Your, your, Your take on it, would you agree with that, Phil? Absolutely correct. Now, when he says negative, he means slower growth. Yep. So is there a chance of a recession in 2024? Yes, but we're not putting our money on it. Um, 
Indiana typically experiences those downfalls first and then the up on the upswing first also. So this is why this is why durable goods spending is typically a leading indicator of where the economy is headed. So completely accurate statement, but he's also correct in that uh, reshoring yeah. is bringing a new uh, renaissance in manufacturing to the state. Okay, okay, I want to ask you about this. This is a big issue, productivity. And you had some very, uh, I thought, striking comments about productivity when it comes to Indianapolis and the Indianapolis metro area. We're adding jobs here, but that productivity piece, you call it a crisis. This, we're in a productivity crisis in, in the Indianapolis metropolitan area, not just Marion County. Um, when we ran the numbers just recently, we found that uh, real, product, real labor productivity, which is what determines the earnings capacity of Hoosiers, it grew 18% in the nation. It only grew 3% in Indianapolis over the last 15 years. So if you take 3% over 15 years, that's almost really no change. Indianapolis is standing still while our peer metropolitan regions like Columbus and Nashville and Charlotte and Denver, which are the areas that the Indy Chamber has chosen as our peer regions, move forward. Wow, that's uh, that's some striking numbers there for sure. Hey, very quickly, uh, Phil. Again, bottom line, uh, you see 2024 as a positive year. You, we talked before uh, the interview that uh, employers can dust off their playbooks and maybe invest without fear. Yeah, it's it's time to it's time to think long term. It's it's time not to make decisions based upon fear. The U.S. economy is exhibiting extraordinary resiliency. We're starting to see a new wave of technological innovations like we did in the 1990s. It's time to put to make investments. It's time to take some risks. And it's time to move forward if you're a business owner in what you do really well and to even consider some new markets yeah. or some new, new product categories. Phil Powell, as always, some great perspective from the uh, IU Kelly Indiana Business Research Center. Phil, thanks for joining us. Thank you. All right. Well, also late in the week, IU economists paid a visit to Northwest Indiana and delivered some very positive economic news. The IU economic panel predicting a strong economy for the region in 2024 with accelerating economic growth beyond that period, buoyed by wage growth for most workers in the region that is far outpacing inflation and quality of life improvements credited with increasing population in Northwest Indiana for the first time in more than a decade. Not only is population growing, it's growing because we have positive net migration. So people are either moving into Northwest Indiana or staying here at much higher rates than they used to. And we have a lot fewer leaving. And, you know, ultimately, that's the single best measure of how an economy is doing and how prosperous its future is. If people want to live here, then that's a great time. We've made Northwest Indiana a better place to live and raise your family um, in, in these last few decades. And, and that's something that we're just starting to see the returns to investment on, whether it's the South Shoreline expansion or more green spaces or uh, other quality of life improvements. We've really put a lot of investment in, in those quality of life improvements. Okay, here's a stat for you now. In 2022, Northwest Indiana added a net 805 new business establishments. By con contrast, neighboring Cook County, Illinois, with an economy 13 times larger, lost a net 89 businesses. Well, some potentially big economic news in St. Joseph County. South Bend-based Holiday Properties has plans to build an 800,000-square-foot warehouse and distribution center that could be used by RV and Marine Components Company Lippert, that according to documents filed with the St. Joseph County Council. 
Holiday and Lippert's components company, LCI Services Corporation, seeking tax abatement for the more than $50 million project, which the documents say could bring 100 new jobs to the county. Lippert says it has yet to sign any agreement for use of that facility. Coming up next, sorting out what's going on in the Indiana housing market. Prices up, sales down, but interest rates they could play a key role in a housing rebound for both buyers and sellers. Gary, 25 years, it's unbelievable. Congratulations. You know, every year as an entrepreneur is tough, but stringing together 25 of those is just amazing. I know, it's hard work. And so congratulations to you for that 25 year run. And also for the great product you put on for the state of Indiana and, and your continued you know, enthusiasm in growing the platform and connecting Hoosiers from North and South and East and West. Thanks for all you're doing. Congratulations on 25 years. Uh, couldn't, couldn't be more, more excited for your success. And here's to 25 years more. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Thinking about buying or selling a home in Indiana? You'll have fewer choices and you're probably going to pay more. Yet, despite lower inventory and higher prices, there is some positive news when it comes to mortgage rates and the housing market. Perhaps uh, one of the best indicators when it comes to gauging the health of the economy, the housing market. So what could the next 12 months look like for Hoosier home buyers and sellers? Our Mary Rachel Redman is standing by with the latest on the residential real estate market in Indiana. Mary Rachel. Well, Gary, it's harder than ever today to enter the U.S. housing market. Prices keep going up and then up some more. Not even the highest mortgage rates we've seen in more than two decades have stopped skyrocketing home prices. Home prices are up 40 percent since 2019. They've sparked an affordability crisis. It all has consequences, and and I think we're we're about, well, we are starting to see the consequences of and then that happens. What is that? That's America's housing market. If you've tried to buy or sell a home in the last two years, you're probably seeing and even feeling a lot of this. No, we won't be seeing another housing crash circa 2008. But what can we expect the housing climate to look like as we approach 2024? Real estate expert Greg Cooper met me at one of his property listings in the Broad Ripple area to help better explain the seemingly unexplainable state of the housing market. The housing market, as it stands right now, November 2023, what, what are you seeing? A couple of big bullet points. Number one, home mortgage rates are still driving the market. They have been extremely high in moments over 8%. Where they fall as we start the new year and move into the year will be a huge factor in the housing market. Point number two, available inventory. It's been very sparse. It's not going to get a lot better. People think if mortgage rates come down, now I'm going to buy. It won't be easier because the inventory will be in just as high, if not higher demand. How strong is the Indiana housing market? So in the top 50 to 75 cities, let's just say in the country, the top 50 to 75 housing markets who have had 
value changes in 2023, we are in the best shape of virtually any of those markets. We have not seen a decrease in value. We have seen a plateauing in some situations, and other houses are still rolling off the market and into somebody's sold column in a quick hurry. So the bottom line is we are incredibly robust we have a limited supply, demand is still there, means values are still inching up, and as we get into warmer weather, 2024, maybe a little better interest rate, wow, we're going to really go. And believe it or not, despite sky-high prices and interest rates, Cooper says buying a house right now is still financially beneficial. You can look at it this way. It's true that home prices are not what they were two and three years ago, but they're also not what they're going to be two and three years from now. We are going to continue because of low supply and high demand to have an incredibly robust housing market in Indiana. You think it's busy now? Wait till the rates go down just a little bit if in fact that happens and tens of thousands of people who are on the sideline are gonna get into the home buying game and will make it less affordable. The time for people to go is now because it won't get easier and it's still a terrific place to make an investment, not only in your quality of life, but in the place that you live and call home. And for all you sellers out there, according to Greg, you'll get the biggest bang for your buck if you sell through May, a good little piece of advice there. Gary, back to you. All right, Mayor Rachel, thanks. Some great perspective on the housing market here in Indiana. I'll sidebar on the housing market uh, in the state. One of the most expensive properties in Indiana has been transformed into a high-end home furnishings retail destination. RH, which used to be known as Restoration Hardware, opening for business this week at the Linden House, the Indianapolis home of former businesswoman and philanthropist, the late Crystal DeHaan. The property will also house an upscale restaurant and wine bar. Well, a simple scan could help save your life. In the business of health, learn what the American Lung Association says Indiana should do to help reduce the number of people getting lung cancer. I do care a lot about things. I care a lot about the amazing state of Indiana where I, you know, I, I'm back all the time and I grew up and I'm, uh, I'm a Hoosier through and through. A snippet from our podcast conversation with Steve Simon on the Business and Beyond podcast. And this week's IBJ, a look at how he plans to carry on the Simon family legacy and what sets him apart as an owner. Well, a new report is out on lung cancer with some startling information and also some encouraging news. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta here now with more on the report and what Indiana needs to do to uh, kind of improve, right? That's right, Gary. Very good. The 2023 State of Lung Cancer Report reveals the lung cancer screening rate is too low in Indiana and dropping. The American Lung Association says Indiana ranks 24th out of 51 in the nation for lung cancer screenings. Indiana has just over a 5% rate for lung cancer screenings, where the national average is 4.5%. Annual lung cancer screenings for those at high risk can reduce the lung cancer death rate by up to 20 percent. In 2022, Indiana ranked 20th for lung cancer screening rates. The American Lung Association says state legislators should look at increasing our state's cigarette tax and stronger policies regarding radon to help lower the number of lung cancer cases. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer in our state. Um, we don't have the best radon regulation, you know, um, we passed some legislation in, in recent memory where it kind of um, mandated that schools post information that radon is something that's bad, but it didn't require 
testing or mitigation. We also don't have any of those real estate disclosures where if you buy a house, it has to be tested for radon, um, letting you know what you're getting into before you actually purchase the home. The American Lung Association says screenings are recommended for individuals between the age of 55 and 80 who have smoked a pack a day for 30 years or two packs a day for 15 years and have quit less than 15 years in the past or are still smoking. The new Franciscan Health Hospital under construction in Crown Point getting a big boost for its new cancer center. The Dean and Barbara White Family Foundation donating $30 million to create a new cancer center named after the Whites. Indiana University is taking a high-tech approach to help families deal with a loved one's memory loss. When she felt like her memory was, was not, not very, very good anymore and she was she would become reclusive and stay home a lot more and not be social. The IU School of Medicine getting nearly $700,000 from the National Institute on Aging to help caregivers like Diane and Nancy, who lost their mother to Alzheimer's back in 2010. IU researchers will use the money to see if virtual health care programs can supplement care for dementia patients and their caregivers. All right, Kylie, I know you moderated an important panel on Alzheimer's recently, and IU really is a national leader. A national yeah. powerhouse. In yeah. fact, an IU School of Medicine ranked fourth in Alzheimer's research funding on a national level. That's from the National Institutes on Aging, and that was just in 2021, some of the latest stats available. Mm -hmm. But it's not just academic leadership here in Indiana and Alzheimer's. Lily, mm -hmm. uh, it is expecting an FDA decision on Deninimab, which is uh, its Alzheimer's mm -hmm. drug in the pipeline, and that's expected by quarter one of next year. So Indiana really is leading the way in Alzheimer's in the yep. state, in the, in the nation. Yep, good stuff. Thanks, Kylie. Well, coming up next, the global giant upping its game to produce clean energy in Indiana. More on Amazon's latest project on Hoosier soil and the potential economic impact. And IBJ Media, Inside Indiana Business and the Indiana Economic Development Corporation invite you to attend Engage Central Indiana, presented by CareSource, Indiana U University, and Old National Bank. You won't want to miss our fireside chat with Governor Holcomb and the Michael A. Carroll Award presentation to Mitch Daniels. It's December 6th at the JW Marriott in downtown Indy. RSVP now at ibj.com engage. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors, Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, Amazon is expanding its solar footprint in Indiana. The e-commerce giant announcing it will build a new solar farm in Fountain County, Amazon's fifth renewable energy project in the state. The solar farm will help power Amazon operations while also providing clean energy to Hoosier communities. Amazon says its solar and wind investment in Indiana having a more than $300 million economic impact. Governor Eric Holcomb stepping in to help figure out how to get water to the 9,000-acre Leap Innovation District in Boone County. The governor announcing this week he is putting the Indiana Finance Authority in charge of figuring out where the water can be piped from the Wabash River in Tippecanoe County to the Leap District without harming resources to other communities. Terre Haute-based First Financial Corporation has announced plans to acquire Simply Bank, headquartered in Dayton, Tennessee. That deal expected to close next year, valued at $73.4 million. 
Simply Bank operates 13 branches and one loan production office in Tennessee and Georgia and has about $702 million in assets. It's a first for Toyota in Indiana and also the U.S. Toyota Motor Manufacturing Indiana has begun production of the new three-row Lexus TX, the first ever assembled in the country. It's part of an $800 million investment at the Princeton plant, first announced in 2022. It includes production of the Toyota Grand Highlander. The investment means 1,400 new jobs at the sprawling southwest Indiana plant. And Fort Wayne gearing up for March Madness. Tickets now on sale for the NCAA Division III Men's Basketball Championship. The fourth time that the D3 Championship uh, is in the Summit City, it will remain there through 2026. It's time now to go inside innovation. This year's Deloitte Technology Fast 500 list includes two Indiana companies, West Lafayette-based life sciences company Innotiv, landing on the fastest-growing North American tech companies list. Innotiv ranked uh, in the, on that list. It's a contract research organization specializing in non-clinical and analytical drug discovery. Internet of Things company Mesh Systems and Carmel also on that list. In Vanderburg County, a $39 million AT&T fiber project connecting about 20,000 residents there to the Internet. This is a, the first public-private broadband project AT&T has completed since federal funds were made available in 2020. AT&T says it is working on broadband projects in Lawrence and Delaware counties, as well as Boonville and Martinsville. Well, she's been a force in higher education and politics for decades and is continuing that service as president of the Sagamore Institute, a think tank based in Indianapolis. Teresa Lubbers, my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Before joining Sagamore, she served as Indiana's commissioner for higher education for 13 years, also spent 17 years as a state senator. And she is bullish on Indiana's emerging role in the reindustrialization of America. It's in our DNA in Indiana to make things and it, it, it may be changing how we make things, but I think that is that's not going to go away. That's going to be uh, that's who we are. Um, I do think that with that comes the opportunity for really developing an entrepreneurial spirit in people. Much more with Sagamore Institute President Teresa Lovers on the next edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. You can find it starting Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Well, that's all the time we have for this week's edition of Inside Indiana Business. We leave you this week with some views of Greencastle, the county seat of Putnam County. Also, of course, home to DePaul University. And I should say home once again to the Monon Bell. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.